often beats with Clint. Ooh. And that's how we do manual intros, because I'm too much of a lazy fuck to constantly add it to the audio file. So now you get on video. Hope you're happy. Where's the intro? Well, I guess I'll just do it every fucking episode to make y'all happy. Um, by the way, welcome to the Often Beat Podcast. Welcome to episode 107. Damn, I'm starting to get up there in the numbers that I'm starting to forget the numbers. Like the intro of every Joe Budden podcast. What are we on? 483? It's like, Joe, we're on 497. It's like, my bad. Uh, But yeah, recording this at 10 o'clock exact on the DOT. And I'm not talking about Department of Transportation. Um, On February 3rd, 2022. So, opening rant. There timestamp it in real time my uh there's been a reoccurring theme that i feel like is starting to become really problematic when i go out there so let me set up the setting earlier this evening i don't know maybe around 7 17 p.m eastern it was raining not too hard not too light well, not too mid. It was actually fairly light. Just nice old light rain. Nothing that's a flash flood warning. Um, nothing that's going to cause a monsoon. Nothing that's going to even... Signs of a hurricane. Or a tsunami. Even though there's no big body of water reasonably within... I don't know. 900 miles that could even tsunami us. But, you get the gist. Or the jizz. <laughs> I'm about to go all over them. But anyways. We all have come across. And you may even be a fender of this. I was going to my go-to spot. So this is not the first time this has happened there. This happens at a lot of different type of establishments. It doesn't just discriminate the takeout. But takeout seems to be the number one repeat offender where this shit happens. People who park in front of the takeout place, because there's not like a whole parking lot to, you know, do the parking, um, where they park in front, put on the hazard lights at the front entrance, and they just keep their car there for their own convenience. Which, you know what? Not gonna lie. First instinct is this fucking douchebag. But then, you know what? I try to be reasonable. Like, you know what, Clint? It's time to become a more evolved person. Try to understand people, right? Because maybe this is an old lady, right? Maybe this is an old lady who has a cane or a, you know, a wheelchair. Or has some type of assistance where she needs... Where she doesn't need to be walking 60, 70 feet, you know? I get it. Or maybe it's a maybe it's a mother who has like four kids in the car. And she sends the oldest kid, because you're not going to send the youngest one. You send one that's old enough you, because you prepaid your food over the phone. You have your kid go in be like, hey, my mom ordered it. And they're like, oh, what was her name? And... He says her name, and they're like, are you sure? You sure it's not under this name? He's like, no, that's my mom's name. Is she lying to me? Ah. Then the kid goes in, picks up the food, comes back out, and you know what? For the safety of all the children in the car, makes sense. But tonight was a little bit different. I see the car with their hazard lights on. I'm like, ah, oh, these fucking cunts. But whatever. I go in. Not a big deal, Clint. Just keep it to yourself. So I go in, do my thing. The only people in there are me and this couple that are sitting down eating. I'm thinking, hmm. 
I didn't piece it together because I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to go in and get my food, get the fuck out. I moved past the car incident once I parked my car. So I order my food, get out. And as I walk out, the one for con, these were not egregiously old people. It was probably, it looked like a girl, it looked like a woman who, um, honestly, white trash. And she was with someone that would fit the bill. Um, and they're sitting there eating down. They like they just sat down. They're getting table set. He's like, oh, I don't want to eat. He's like, can we eat here? And she's like, yes, anything you want. I walk out. And I realize as I take like 10 steps out of walking out of there, I realize, hold the fuck up. They're eating inside. And they park their car. With the hazard lights on. In front of the place. And also realize. The car is not even on. So they literally. Turned off their car. Knowing what they were going to do. They didn't make it. You know an audible. Inside we're like you know what. Do you want to just eat here. Since we're here. You know I don't want to waste silverware at home. And all that shit. You know I don't want to wait down the table. It's like yeah you use paper plates anyways. But whatever. And they sit there. And they're just like, ah, fuck it. You know what? I don't agree with that. And I'm going to say highly unlikely being the fact that their car was off. This was premeditated in the definition of fucking entitlement to the finest degree. This is why anytime I hear 30, 40, 50 year old, 60 year old, 70 year old people talk about young entitlement, you park in front of a takeout place and don't even take the fucking food out. I know you didn't pre-order it. You, ugh. Jesus, Clint. And it, it hit me, it hit me like a bag of dicks. Not gonna lie to you. They didn't have their car on. And the ironic, well not ironic, but you know what's, and it happens in front of grocery stores. You see people do that. But typically it's like older people. And they park in front to pick up someone. Or they'll have someone drive the car around to pick up. Fine. I guess. Or you have people like at the red box. They'll just park in front of the fucking red box. It's like, fuck you. It's literally in a fire lane. Honestly. I hope I hope something catches on fire. And when the fire trucks come, they're like, hey, fuck you. But you're too busy. Like, wait, I'm trying to get this Mark Wahlberg 2012 straight to DVD release. It's like. Yeah, you're in the fire lane. So one, ticket. Two, big ass ticket. Um, obviously, I don't hope anything actually catches on fire. Because there's kids in grocery stores. Don't want that to happen. But, hey. But, you want to know the most, the most funniest part of this situation is that they were blocking a handicap ramp to the takeout place. So if there were a person who was handicapped or needed extra assistance walking, they blocked that. They would have to do like the old, uh, just got flipped my wheelchair up, kind of like Happy Wheels, the old computer game. But no, these fucks were inconsiderate. All because it was a little drizzling. And honestly, I don't even think it had anything to do with the rain. I think they would have done that, whether it was a beautiful day, 2 o'clock, 90 degrees out, beautiful weather. They would have done that same shit. And honestly, if I was the owner of the establishment and I was there, I would tell them, nah, you're going to have to move your car or get the fuck out. Or, like, if I saw one, saw one just park in front... If they're not just here to pick up. And I'll be like, hey man, you gotta go park that shit. You're not ordering until you park that shit. And if they wanna make it seem like, well, you know, by the time you do all this, I could have just got my shit and left. I'll be like, tough noodles, bud. And you're not getting any. Low main. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah. Uh, moral of that opening rant, even though there was not much anger, just I'm, I'm kinda in a calm mood. I ate way too much. Um, very stuffed. Very stuffed.
Um, it's kind of like that whole that remember those remember the Neopets. Never actually played with Neopets, but there was this online website where it was like an online daily. It was basically like a. Uh, it was basically like a. A, it was like a Nickelodeon version of RuneScape, where it was more about, ooh, pop, it was like pop art type of thing. I didn't understand what the fuck it meant, but you could basically put your character like, I'm stuffed right now, and, you know, by the way, who actually, does anyone actually, apparently RuneScape is still a thing, um, I haven't, I haven't played in a long time. Honestly, I don't think my computer is probably compatible, knowing my luck. Uh, but RuneScape in MySpace used to be the shit, right? And that's why when I say, oh, you know what? If you have an idea and believe in it, you can never be, you should never sell it. Never, never sell out. And, you know, because you can capitalize and make so much more off that product. Well, if MySpace, if Tom on MySpace would did that, he would became Mark Zuckerberg, and yeah, has a lot of money, but also gets shit on daily basis. Mark's like, you know what? I'm selling out. I'm cashing out and being like, fuck you guys. And I'm still like a main character. When people think of MySpace, they think of me, and I have no real responsibility, and I still get some pride percentages of whoever the fuck still uses it, and. I made a lot of fucking money. I don't know. I forgot. I remember I read it. was a long time ago. But I know he sold that bitch for a lot of fucking money. Enough where it's like, all right, you know what? If, and if he wants it, he could probably just invest some small amount to something else and make a shitload more and not have to deal with the Mark Zuckerberg problems. So Tom really, even though he technically made probably a lot less than Mark Zuckerberg made on Facebook, he probably made less than the 1% owners of Facebook, the Winklevosses, or, uh, uh, is it Pedro? That's not Pedro. Uh, Eduardo. He probably made more, he probably made less than them in their venture, but he doesn't have those problems. No one's making a movie shitting on the process of how MySpace was created. No one's shitting on the process of who created MySpace or who's the face of MySpace. Who's really responsible for it existing? Tom's like, I don't know, but give me these nine-figure deals and get me the fuck out of this shit. Um, so Tom is really the pioneer of, yeah, you know what? It's okay to sell out. I made something. I sold it for a lot more millions, and guess what? Hasn't been the same since. And on top of that, even if it thrived to be better, it's like, you know what? Cool. Cool. I wasn't going to do all that bullshit take. I can move on with my life and not worry about, hmm, should we expand to your top 24 friends? Well, they actually use, as far as I remember, they used to have the option where you had your, you could limit it. Where like, oh, it used to be a real thing. And I remember, it used to be a real thing. I remember going to school one day and this girl threatened to fight this one girl at school. And we're like, what the fuck? It was like some dumb blonde white girl shit, right? Not saying other races, that shit wouldn't happen because I'm pretty sure it did. But my situation, it was a class full of white blonde girls. Uh, Just in the demographic. Um, The demo. Speaking of, first demo coming out in two months. You're welcome. Um, But it was very Lizzie McGuire ish type of vibes in that school it's very teenage the sabrina witch you know uh wb warner bitches uh but <laughs> uh it was actually a girl came to school and she was like spreading rumors all morning what blah, blah blah i'm gonna fuck this bitch up it's like i'm just trying to enjoy my sausage biscuit and this mayfield chocolate milk that this free breakfast that just got added to my program because before it was just lunch, but now it's breakfast and lunch. Um, and it's like Jesus. I'm just trying to watch the. I'm just trying to watch the basketball highlights in the morning that was on TNT the night before that I fell asleep at halftime. And you want to sit here and she's and she's like, this bitch took me 
off her top six on MySpace. But technically, from what I picked up from the story later on, she technically didn't take her out of her top six. She just reduced to a top four on her page. Because you could put you could put top four, top six, top eight. And like if you're in that class, it shows that these are these are the real ones. These are the people I want you to know I fuck with. And she's like, you know what? It, she came out like, you know what? I'm going to smaller my friend circle. I'm going to reduce it. I have too many friends. It's too toxic. It's too much to keep up with. So we're going to drop down from six to four. Um, you know, uh, honestly, the college football playoffs should kind of keep it that way. And instead of adding, actually reduce it. Let's go back to actually just, hey, let's just put the two best teams. Because the most, oh, by the way, sidebar, I'm going to get back to the thing. But sidebar with like the college football playoffs, um, there's never the surprise third or fourth team like a Michigan or Cincinnati where every year we're like, hmm. Or like a Oklahoma State, for example, where we're like, hmm. Like anytime we see them, like they're gonna get their ass whooped because they because they end up getting matched with like fucking Bama or some shit. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. And anything with and like for Michigan, for example, like no one really thought they were gonna win that for no one really thought they were gonna win the semifinals game. If we're gonna be real about it, it's like we knew it'd be Georgia Bama. We're just playing semantics game to make people happy. Even though they're not happy. And if you really think you're going to expand that to a top six. And there's going to be like a fucking Virginia Tech. That's going to surprise the world and beat a Georgia. Hate the breaks to you. Not going to happen. Um, but anyways. Back to. I'm top five but I'm not two. Or I'm top two but I'm not two. And that's basically what this MySpace friends group went to. And the fact that. She technically, it's a technicality. I didn't cut you out. It's just the numbers, baby. Um, but if you click the see all, you're still on my friends. Not anymore, I guess. But yeah, it was like a whole thing. They had to be like separated. They had to be separating class for like a week or two. Then they had a private meeting where they quote unquote hashed it out. And they became best friends for life after that. They're actually best friends for a long time. I don't know what happened. One probably fucked the other's husband at this point. And now they're sister, sister. Um, Speaking of, well, technically Tia or Tamara, whichever one's on the reel. Um, it's not the view, but you know, whoopee is whoopsies <laughs> I actually don't know a whole lot about the situation All I know she got suspended for two weeks and I probably shouldn't speak on something that I haven't even read the article about I don't know is she got suspended for two weeks she made some comments about the holocaust saying it wasn't race or something basically trying to say basically I remember the last episode where I was talking about oh making you know making a reference to like there's actual conspiracy people out there that say the holocaust didn't exist and i don't think that's necessarily what she was trying to say but she was definitely trying to say well it wasn't all of that it's like i don't know we can go down that road but here's what i will say right and i'm gonna speak just from network television no one wants to wake up at 11 a.m and really hear about some deep politics in general which they get into some really serious topics about on there sometimes. When back in, you know, back in way yonder, even Whoopi was on the show. Like, I'm not even talking about 18 years ago. Like, it just, the view used to be just kind of like a, uh, it used to be just kind of like a Rachel Ray type of shit, right? It was that type of vibe. But, you know, sometimes they would talk about, real life stuff and stories and stuff like it's a combination show of stories really just politics at this point and sometimes when you have five or six people talk about some shit one of them's gonna say something because at a certain point when you were five or six people someone's got to be the devil's advocate someone's got to be the person to be like well actually when you think about it it's like whoa this is not the one to think about it. This is pretty clear cut. Not everything involves nuance and context. Because once you go down this rabbit hole of nuance and context or everything, 
You get people that justify child predators. You get people who get deep conspiracies that are actually harmful. You want to talk about misinformation? I think conspiracies about historical things, that'd be like saying slavery is a conspiracy. It's like, um, no, nah, there's, there's, there's a lot of evidence that not only existed, that there's still... Is still prevalent, not as much in America. You say systematic in different ways, but like in the deep northern Korea and China, basically where we get most of our products, including probably my Looney Tune shirt and this friend's hat, probably, probably even this fucking mic. This mic cost me like 140 bucks, if even that. Probably 99. I don't remember. Might have gone on sale. And guess what? It probably costs like four bucks to make. Honestly. And guess what? What are you going to do about it? But no one's going to be out here protesting child labor laws. Well, there's people that do protest it. But they don't actually protest in the areas that it matters. Like, there's no, like, fucking... Some steel mill is not hiring no 14-year-old to work in the deep coal. Like, that's not really happening in America. Of course, there's exceptions if you have connections, but but I think just in general, like these, the view, the real, these daytime talk shows, where you you want to go and touch on all these topics, and whoever is the showrunner, the producers, the people in charge of the company, literally, you set the environment to have shit like this happen. This isn't like you set up. You know, if a Sesame Street live episode, and then whoever is playing Blue, whoever is playing Big Bird, just like takes off the fucking mask midway. It's like you know what, capitalism, Marxism, the lefty wokeism. It's like you know what, it's not like he's out here saying the Holocaust isn't real, kids. Like no, nah, the man's going off script. It's like hey man, just uh, trying to teach the kids some inbreded values from some creepy birds and whatever the fuck uh from freaking out what are they they there's like a dragon there's a grouch whatever the fuck a grouch is there's a cookie monster cookie monster like he's not a monster he's actually he means well he's the guy who like the cookie monster he's like, like do you have elmo like, they're not real animals that we can't justify. Like, Big Bird's the only, like, an animal. I mean, Elmo's known for being Tickle Me Elmo. Elmo's like, everyone be my friend. Aww. But you set an environment where the whole essence of the show is supposed to be hot debate, controversial topics, and opinions. And then when someone slips out... Some things that she may or may not really meant. Just gonna try to give the benefit of the doubt here since I actually haven't listened to it, but I'm kind of aware. Once you when you set that environment, you can't really sit here and be mad or be all surprised or all of a sudden play play kind of like victim as a network. Like, how could this happen? It's like you literally set a whole environment where the whole environment is for in this case, not I mean it's predominantly a woman's show. That's predominantly who features on the show. But you add very stark, very strong personalities with real opinions. They're gonna say what they feel and what they want. Well when you get that, you're gonna get this shit. And I don't have a problem with that environment. Um but I don't understand the whole what are you suspending them for? I, like, I've always felt suspending someone who's getting paid millions and millions of dollars by you is the definition of idiocy and counterproductive. Because you're not punished. Because honestly, if you really hated that much what she said and what was wrong and all that, you would just fire her. Honestly. And I'm not saying she should be fired. What I am saying is I think suspending people on these networks for stuff they say on TV is dumb because they already said it. Everyone already heard it. Everyone like the public backlash is going to be much worse than honestly, probably what they said. 
and maybe the backlash is really what brought pressure to the network type of shit. But you set an environment where that shit can happen. Like you weren't talking, like you weren't having Doctor Oz on your show with some cook teaching you how to make salmon and asparagus with some lemon pepper seasoning for zest, and then all of a sudden she just started, you know, speaking about how the war of Iraq and how the to about the Afghanistan and Iraq war it was actually inside like capital, like that. That's not what happened here. You broached a topic where this stuff was probably on the corners or edges of being relevant to the subject. And then she heard some and made an initial reaction of trying to make a comparison. That was probably ill-advised. Again, I'm going to try to get the benefit of doubt because I'm going to assume based off the line read that there was something that maybe I missed. But in general, I... Like you can't, like you can't, ha- is you can't have your cake and eat it too. As a network, you can't sit here and say you want these hot debate topics and then get mad or and all of a sudden act outraged when they get themselves saying in hot water. I remember that Kelly Osborne, uh, Ozzy Osborne, says something about like, well, <laughs> which by the way, the beyond ninety percent of people have said something like this, which. I don't think they mean wrong when they say it, but it does sound like, oh, okay. I I know what you're trying to say, but I don't think you understand what you're saying. (laughs) I think we all did that. Um, But she basically said on the show where she was like, well, you know, they were talking about immigration and crossing the borders. I think it was like the height of the Trump immigration border stuff. And she was like, well, think about it. if if they don't come over and work at these jobs, I mean, who else is going to do? Who's or She specifically said, who's going to clean my bathroom? Who's going to clean my bathtub? Who's going to be my maid, essentially? It's like, like, you know, immigrants could be more than just like maids and servants to you. But I know what she meant because simply if you enter an immigration, you're going to start at a quote-unquote low-level job more than likely. But she said in such a way where it's like the only reason why she's so passionate is because she, it, it kind of you could say it kind of comes a white. I'm going to give them a job because I'm moral and they're going to they're going to dust my TV while I'm watching myself on it. Make this point. Do you imagine just replaying if she's studying her TV presence and studying notes on herself of how to be better? And she's just replaying that as the maid is just vacuuming under her. Who's going to vacuum my rug? And as a vacuum and the maid's just like, well, fuck me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like you open that can, you open that can of worms because, you know, it's just, you know, the whole suspension thing, it's, it's just counterproductive. Either fire her or don't just be like, yeah, we don't stand by it, but you know, Miss Jarrett, but Suspending someone for two weeks honestly does absolutely nothing. It's not like she's going to be suspended for two weeks and everyone that had a problem with what she says, like, okay, she did her time. It's like, no, the people who are mad about it are going to be mad about it four weeks, eight months from now. Like, they're going to hold that against her, and they have every right to. And the people that don't, they're just like, oh, whatever. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? You know, you... The moral of that segment is, yeah, it's dumb. It's it's really a, it's really pointless. It's just it's the definition of we are going to do things for clean image and PR, even though Lily does nothing. It does absolutely, positively, fucking nothing. From people who actually are observing this, we just kind of like roll our eyes, like, all right, not at what she said. But uh, how they're doing, like, we're so disappointed we could... It's like, no, you don't. I mean, you may, but you don't... You're not really. Because if you're truly, truly repulsed by it, there would be no place on your roster, no place on your network for it. And maybe there's legal things that make it pain in the ass and it's actually easier and cheaper to keep her than to go through the firing and then she files a... Oh, you know, all of a sudden there was sexual harassment in a workplace. It's like, well, it's mostly a woman. Um, maybe in that environment, 
that means a woman would be sexually harassing a woman in that environment. I know, not literal. Just it's just throwing shit in the air and hoping it slaps me in the face because it probably will. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, take a little sip of my drink. Uh, Cause I'm halfway gone through this episode. What do you do when someone just, you know, someone at work, right? I'm not going to name names because it's not a malicious thing, right? When someone just randomly offers you a piece of gum. And not just on one occasion. And not just on two occasions. But on three separate occasions in a two week span. But you're never close enough. Like, I like. I wouldn't say I talk to them regularly. Like, we're cool. Like, you know, work stuff. Like, hey, did you get this? Like, yeah, yeah. It's cool. But you offered me three different pieces of gum. And for y'all to think I'm lying, here's one of them. A blue piece of five gum. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, have, uh, I haven't really chewed gum in a long time. I just naturally stopped chewing gum. And like four years later, I was like, wait, I haven't had a piece of gum in four fucking years. I had one a couple months ago. Not getting into that. Anyways. But when someone offers you. And it could apply to mints. When someone offers you something. Multiple times in a short period of time. And it's just in gesture. It's not saying like. Hey man. Take the fucking gum. Blah blah blah. Are they insinuating something? Are you saying I have bad breath? Because we're not even, I'm never really even close enough to people to talk at work. Do you assume I have bad breath? Because I can tell you, you're extremely wrong, my friend. I have good teeth. As I smile for the audio. Isn't that counterintuitive? Um, but yeah, if someone, like, you'll start getting your head about it. And it means absolutely nothing. I Like, by the way, I know it's absolutely... I know he's just offering because he has it on him. We're at work. He's like, hey, man, want a piece of gum? I know we're busting our ass for five or six hours. Have a piece of gum. And I take it, stuff in my pocket, and I'll always forget till I get home. And I just try to remember not to wash it in my jeans. Because then I'll just want to punch me in the jeans. Um, but... Does it, did, when someone continuously offers you something like for free and it's just a nice thing, typically there's two instincts like, oh, what a nice guy. Or you could be the ultimate pessimist like me and be like, this fucking guy, what is he trying to say? Because it's always a nonverbal. Because think about it. If you don't always verbally speak to someone, you're assuming the very little actions you do have that are human interactions, you got to take those nonverbal cues and multiply it by 28. Like if we were, if we were, if we had four minute conversations every day at work, just shooting the shit and on a personal level, like I'd be like, oh man, thanks man. I appreciate it. And then I would probably reject it sometimes, but not like, nah, man, I appreciate it, but I got to accept it because I don't know. I won't, you don't, you don't turn down a complete stranger's gum advance. Like that's just rude. Well, I wouldn't call him a complete stranger. I know his name and shit and he's a cool dude. By the way, this guy's really cool. This is not him, but I'm going to generalize it because this isn't the first time gum offerings have happened. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to break it down out loud, right? And this didn't come to my mind till now, by the way, in case you can't tell this podcast is planned. And I don't even blame you if you tuned out by now. But I think this is a real thing. I think it's human when it's someone you're cool with but don't really know. Is like you, 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 you make every small thing so much bigger than it is. And then when it's like a really close friend that you talk to and hang around all the time, you know you know them enough where nothing means nothing and you typically don't take anything for whatever. But with someone that you're around, it's like, what are you trying to say, man? Are you saying, do you think I can't afford my own gum? Is that what you're trying to say? Like Nickelback, do you think I would look so much cuter with something in my mouth? Ah, oh, Jesus. That was disgusting. It's a real song, by the way, by Nickelback. Not making sexual reference. 
Um, you look so much cuter with something in your mouth. Um, of course, when I first listened to that song, I was trying to think, you know, maybe he's not trying to talk about that. You know, maybe maybe Nickelback, you know, the most diverse type of music catalog. They don't all sound the same. I love me some Nickelback. They don't all sound the same. And then you listen to a song. Then you start listening to the bridges and stuff. You're like, yeah, yeah. I try to help you out, Nickelback. But you can't have that song and then have the next song be, if today was your last day. You can't have a song about putting something in your mouth and then the next song be, you know, being grateful because what if today was your last day and try to have an uplifting song. You can't rewind a moment in this life. Like it's basically like a Tony Robbins fucking out loud speech but in generic rock grunge vocals which by the way i love nickelback but that's just kind of like this media narrative that they're just every song sounds the same which i've listened to nickel i know a lot of nickelback songs they have a best of catalog how many of your favorite artists and bands have a best off have a best of catalog that you actually give a fuck about 90 percent of the songs let me tell you not many say what you want um by the way, anyone that's on the I fuck that like Nickelback and all that, you know what? You're just a trendy motherfucker. You're the same motherfuckers that buy in the crypto and then have your tails between your pants and have to get three jobs because you went bankrupt, you piece of shit. I feel no sympathy. I feel like I should mention that every episode. Some people have disclaimers about topics they talk about. Some people have disclaimers about misinformation. I have a disclaimer that if you invest in crypto and you lose a shitload of money, I have no fucking sympathy for you, because chances are, you probably didn't really do your quote-unquote research that you always tell people when it comes to crypto, and you were probably either fucking people over to make your money, or you're getting fucked over, there's no one between, there's no one just making some money, and that's just cool, no, I feel no ounce of sympathy if you fall for this scam, because there's no reason you should have fell in the begin with, but anyways, not back to Nickelback, but back to gum. Was it gum? Oh yeah, gum. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything. Uh, I forgot one hundred percent what I was talking about. Bobo gum, something in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you trying to say? Like, you look. It's like, well, that's kind of gay. Not there's anything wrong with that. Just not a workplace. Not in this workplace. Actually, yeah, not not on a belt because then you'll wrap it around my neck. But yeah, I just like uh, it's like getting your head about it. Like the next twenty minutes while I was working, I was like, this fucking guy offered me gum with my dirty fucking filthy hands from all the fucking nasty shit I've been messing with all day. And you want to offer me gum? What am I gonna do? Put the gum, put it in my dirty ass hand, put all the bacteria and germs in my fucking mouth and i'm not even a germaphobe even i got some standards about that shit i mean jesus i don't know i understand it means nothing but hey obviously i think about it for something all right all right let's just get to today's sponsor today's sponsor is let me pull it up jeep oh baby we got a biggie here jeep Need some four-wheel, two-wheel, or do you just need new wheels? Well, we have a new... Jesus, I really need... I really need just to get a better screen. Screen, man. Um, Yeah, fuck a producer. I'm just going to hire Screen Man just for the sponsors. Not the research. Not the pull-it-up, Jamie. Literally, just the pull-it-up for the sponsor. Um, But yeah, Jeep. Four-wheel, two-wheel... Or do you want to take her against her wheel? Uh, Actually, that sounds kind of predatorial. I didn't read that right, though. Okay. All right. Um, Everyone, every, your dad, your granddad, even your mother, probably back in the day, one of, used to have our models. Used to probably have one of our models. Through our improved technology, through our improved distribution, through our improved technicians, and our Improved safety standards, Jeeps are as safe as ever. Which actually kind of is true because my dad actually has a story about he wasn't too thrilled when I got mine. Um didn't hate it, 
But he's just like, hey, you know, uh, had a lot of issues, you know, with this, that, and the other with mine. But he's like, you know what? They probably, oh, his thing was there was an act, actually. I probably shouldn't mention that story. Not exactly great for the sponsor. But you know what, fuck it, I'll say. What are they going to do? Take it away? Um, We're going to do come repo my vehicle. I don't know they might. I don't know if they have that legal obligation. It's like, we're just going to wait for you to be a day late on your payment, and we're repoing that shit. We just got a guy on standby. Um, But there, there was that actor, I think it was Anton Yellick. He, uh, something about, he had his Jeep parked in his driveway or something, but his driveway was like kind of on a hill or maybe in a road or something, and he thought he had the emergency brake. That's what it was. It had to do with the emergency brake. And he thought the emergency brake, but I guess it wasn't really working. And the car started rolled down. He didn't notice. And I think he was trying. He may not have been paying attention or he actually was trying to save the vehicle. But that was probably the worst thing he could have done. He ended up getting run over, having bad injuries, and died. Really sad story. So, Jeep. Um... Safer, safer than ever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, they're probably gonna sue me for defamation. Be like, uh, be like the NFL. Imagine the NFL is gonna like counter sue Brian Flores for something they did. It's like, how dare you expose our practices? It's like, you know what, man? You, it's like you guys. Like, I knew the day that David Coley was hired last year for the Texans. You knew they literally only hired him because they knew with the Deshaun Watson situation, with the team in general. I like I knew with that hire. And you could tell with certain hires teams, and in this case he happened you know, he happened to be black. But it's like, hmm, a guy who's sixty nine, you could tell he's kinda like near the end of his coaching career realistically, been in the league a long time, like a lifer. He's never had any real consideration for a job. And you guys are like, hey, you want to come coach? You want to be the head coach? And what's he going to do? Say no to his only real opportunity? Knowing he's going to a team that's not really in a position to even be competitive. And they were actually pretty competitive at times. And then, of course, he gets fired after one year. Now, granted, he's probably going to get paid for being a head coach in that aspect. He's going to probably make a lot of money just by legally he's obligated to but like it's like stuff like that when you see that it magnifies the situation more but yeah it's like the NFL is going like like I believe he Brian Forrest he went to the he went to interview with the Broncos and John Elway and I think the GM they both or maybe just been John Elway one of them came into the interview hungover or still kind of drunk. Imagine, just imagine, not even race-wise, just imagine if a coach comes into an interview drunk. How much shit, how much, how much he's going to get dragged in the media, how much he's going to get dragged in circles from ever being considered for anything again. He might even get, he might even be fined or disciplined. For being unprofessional. But of course, when you're the one hiring, you kind of dictate what's professional. And honestly, I think we should hold people who are in charge of the hiring, people who are in charge of that stuff, to actually be the most professional when it comes to these things. Just imagine Brian Forrest when they're drunk. Like how much of a stain that would be. And this is not even about race. I'm like, I'm trying to not even make it about race, but the race aspect speaks for itself. It's like you see, like, like the Minnesota Vikings interview Jim Harbaugh for nine hours, and they're like, "Nah." <laughs> but Jim Harbaugh's talking about, you know, I've decided to return to Michigan. It's like, no, Minnesota actually just said, "Nah, we're actually not going to offer you the job." But of course, he has the say to be like, "Yeah, you know, you know, I just decided to return." You know really focus on my commitment in Michigan. It's like you were literally dead set that you were going to get the job. But whatever. Anyways, back to Jeep. You remind me of my Jeep. I'm not exactly helping the Jeep company out here. Um, R. Kelly, you remind me of my Jeep. I want to ride. 
Sung like a song, I wanna bump, but you remind me of my car. Well, like, why are you saying you remind me of my car? You already said you remind me of my Jeep. I'm surprised Jeep hasn't, like, tried to get that song taken down from Spotify or anything. I wonder if he actually has to pay Jeep. I don't know, maybe Jeep's getting royalties. Uh, Jesus. Alright. Um, but yeah, Jeep. Um, yeah, you know, it's a vehicle, goes back, it can pull some shit, if you know, attached to the latch, and, uh, you know, the only thing is when you do get a Jeep, just side note, um, you're going to have to buy your own fucking spare tire, because apparently it doesn't come with one, but it's cool, not mad about it at all, not like it's extra nuisance at the pay for, but it's cool, um, and why, by the way, why are spare tires, why are they just as much as real tires, like, it's like you might as well just buy a fuck buy the next real tire. So then when you when your tire does go flat, you just put on the fucking tire. Call it a day. Not go through a spare tire. Drive it home. Can only drive it fifty miles under thirty miles per hour before it falls off. Whatever the fuck. And just put the fucking just put the fucking tire on. Now maybe I don't know if you have one of those eighty fucking feet tires. Yeah, different animal. Which I don't even know what spare tire you use for that. Um yeah, and also I understand, like, you know, size-wise inconvenience, but for Jeeps, you know, some of them you just kind of bolt it on the back, you only have to put it in your trunk, just where you put it under, over, you know, all this cool shit, depending on your type, but yeah, come get, <laughs> come and get some Jeep models, because you know every year when we drop Jeeps, and every year, they're completely different, and I'm saying that with such a straight face. They're always different every year. And all you experts going to be like, oh, yeah, actually, it is different because the cattle... It's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. It's all the same. They're just charging you more, making you want to buy new ones. Like, every time a new game system comes out for a company, make you feel important. Make you feel like you don't want to be the guy who has a 2021 Grand Cherokee, you sack of shit. No one's going to want to suck your dick. It's like, It's like, well... If you couldn't get your dick sucked in the 2021 Grand Cherokee, getting a 2022, not going to be the one that cuts the butter for you. Just saying. Like, if a girl's choosing between two dudes, and side by side, they're both posed on the back of their car like some D-bags on some catfish show, or some pick-me real-world type of shit, or like it's like a bachelor bachelorette type of show, whichever one where the girl picks who the guy she wants to be with or whatever. It's like, you know, you know, Cole, I think you're so sweet. You're so amazing. No one makes me feel like I do on the inside like you. But you have a 2021 Grand Cherokee. So... That's kind of holding me back. Then she turns to the other guy. Where she says. Now Sean. You sometimes are very. Inconsiderate. That one time. You punched my face. Because. I said your penis was small. And you said. I was born this way. And. You said you hate A Star is Born, when A Star is Born is my favorite movie. But, you have a 2022 Grand Cherokee. So, sorry Cole, but I think Sean can just offer something you can't. You don't want to be Cole now, do you? So get the 2022 Grand Cherokee. Alright. Enjoy your Jeep, enjoy the peep, and like Aaron Andrews, get a hotel and cover up the hole. And that is our sponsor for today, Jeep. Alright, back to the show. Like, that's not part of the show. Like, a sponsor is part of the show. But anyways, great editing skills, and now we're back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, let's see, what's on the, let's see what's on the menu for today. Hmm, hmm, hmm. 
Have you ever wondered why is there a monthly fee for Amazon Prime? See, that's how they get you. And I realized this when I was looking at my quote-unquote uh, as due to don't really have a big financial you know, uh, portfolio. They like to say, man, you got to readjust your portfolio, really dig, break down. It's like, or just don't spend as much money as you have. That's a really good portfolio. Keeps you out of a lot of trouble. Um, crazy thought. I know. Actually, you got to spend more than you have because you have to spend money to make money. It's like, um, yeah, come to me in 10 years when you're doing meth because you're 35000 in debt and you want to kill yourself. Then you can talk to me about your portfolio. Um, but yeah, build your credit, they said. Build your credit. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, building your credit, by the way, obviously you need to have a good credit score. I'm never going to be the guy be like, credit's overrated. All you need is a shitload of money. Which, by the way, if you have a shitload of money, Credit's kind of irrelevant because we could buy it. You can say you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna let me buy this with my 300 credit score because I can actually pay it all up front over the guy over here who's you know paid for gas on his credit card for three years straight and that's all he pays for and he's paid off like a few things less than two thousand dollars to build credit. You're gonna give me this fucking house because I can pay. 80% of it up front, and he could pay 10% up front, but you're not going to take his credit score and be like, well, the credit score, I don't know, I trust him, it's like, it's easier to pay 20% of something after you pay 80%, because realistically, if I pay 80% of it up front, and I never pay off the next 20%, chances are, you're still going to get more money from me than the person you gave it, who paid 10% of it up front, and you're relying on him to not change his mind of moving. And selling. Just saying. Anyways. Um, but yeah. Amazon Prime. I was checking my finances. And let's just say they are not fine. Not at all. But hey. I got the power. To say. Jesus Christ. Get your shit together. But I notice. Of all these monthly subscriptions I have. That you're like. Jesus fucking Christ. Netflix. Spotify. The gym. Jesus. Fucking. My RSS feed. Like. You realize. Like. God damn. Like. Like. You really start. You know what. This was my kid. How would I look at it. Like. You don't need that shit. You don't need that. But when it's you. You're like. Well. You know. Couple times a month, I like to relax and watch movies. It motivates me and all. Like, all right, man. No, it doesn't. Besides, half of Netflix films you can honestly do without. They're all kind of the same at a certain point. Um, they're all hour thirty five minutes of avengement security. One the two letter word tiles that are quote unquote action films with a former CIA operative or former Navy SEAL, former special operatives that's now a mall cop and beating someone's fucking ass that randomly wants to go in there and kidnap a girl, but he feels his duty to protect her. Even though he's been out of a job for nine months, he's returning from the military. He's kind of getting fucked over by the system and he's distant from his wife in New Mexico. It's all the same, all right? But that's a great movie with Antonio Banderas. But anyways, but I was looking at it and I'm like, that's how they get you, these Amazon fucks. This is how they get you. They're like, hey, you're, we see a, they just add this monthly fee. When, shouldn't you just pay for the Amazon Prime for each delivery that you actually use it for? Because I don't need everything in two days. You know what? I can wait for some. I can wait for some crazy can spray, like twelve days from now. Now I don't need the Amazon Prime. Like I can wait for some things in ten days. It's like you know, what? I'll pay the extra eight, nine bucks for the Amazon Prime for that shipment if necessary. 
But like if I get if I get some fucking I don't know, like a toilet seat cover. You know what? My ass cheeks will be fine for like the next 10 days. I don't need the Amazon Prime. Why am I paying 13 bucks a month just for the idea that you're one of us? It's like 13 bucks. Like that's not even like it's just another thing that they catch you. I wonder how much money they make off that Amazon Prime monthly fee or subscription. It's where that I need a subscription to buy shit. A subscription is where you don't have to buy any more shit. When you pay a subscription for Spotify or Netflix, you buy that that's what you bought. The service, the whole thing. Not you have to pay just so you can pay. It's like, well, fuck me. But I wonder if they did the monthly. Like, now it's starting to make sense. This is Jeff Bezos a mastermind. Like, I'm not a big, oh, it's a monopoly billionaire shit. But I got to admit, man, that's a sneaky motherfucker right there. Because I'm pretty sure he has a summer's contract. All, like, you know what? Everything goes into the business. But all the money on these 13 bucks of Amazon Prime subscription a month from these customers, every single dollar goes in my pocket. And my TRT. <laughs> and I bet just off, if you were to take all the net worth of everything, if you were just to take how much money directly they make off monthly subscriptions, I'm pretty sure... He would still be like the second or third richest person in the world. Or I don't even know if he, he in America, because obviously there's a Saudi princes with diamonds hidden under some woman's ass who got sent out there in Dubai under a camel. Like, I get it. That's where the money's at. Or as a jagged edge would say, where the party at? Under a camel's ass, where I sent her out at. Um, by the way, that's pretty disgusting stuff to Dubai shit. Just saying. Um, um, I guess you could say next time you see a camel's toe, uh, you're going to have a whole different idea. At least they do. They probably have PTSD. Anytime they see another girl's camel toe, they're like, camel's fucking me in the ass. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, that was disgusting. I guess you could say that camel was not light. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, anyways, but yeah, man, why do that? That's like, honestly, that is honestly like if you were going to Walmart, because that's where Amazon is. It's a mass produced Walmart warehouse. Get anything you want here. And obviously Amazon's more options than Walmart, but for the sake of this fucking comparison, we're just going to say Amazon is a more resourceful Walmart, right? I mean, like you walk in the Walmart and they're like, hey, before you enter the greeter and before we make you put on some hand sanitizer, make sure you have your mask on. 13 bucks right here, bud. I'm going to charge you more than I'm getting paid to greet you. Imagine that. Imagine there was some greeter that started doing that just to pocket some change and people just started believing after six hours when he got to one of the registers like, Jesus, when did you guys, when they start going to one of the uh, registered and like Jesus when did you guys start charging 13 bucks just to enter and they're like we don't charge 13 bucks to enter and the dude's just sitting there with like 800 900 dollars in his pocket and they're like hey give my money and then the dude just sprints out now that's called capitalism beautiful uh but yeah that'd be actually a pretty cool deal that dude just made more in literally an hour than fucking all the employees will combine and like the next seven combined. Um, but yeah. But that way like you enter Walmart and they're like, you have to pay 13 bucks just to enter, just to shop here. What if you just wanted to go in there, get some chips and I don't know, a cucumber, you know, solo night, um, chip and dip. <laughs> Oh, that's actually really disgusting. Um, <laughs> oh, Chip. Talk about Beauty and the Beast, all right. Um, 
Oh, Mrs. Potts. Uh, let me. Anyways, uh, yeah. Chip and dip. Oh, jeez. It's not. That's one of those I should not be laughing at, but it's funny as fuck to me. I don't know. Um, that sounds like a. That sounds like a defensive end football moves. You know, how they say, grip and rip, not chip and dip, motherfucker. It's like a Joey Bosa move. Um, but that'd be like you enter in Walmart. Actually, honestly, realistically, that seems like some bullshit Target would do. Because as we know, they're like the elitism. They're like, we got more real shit. It's like, you guys already overcharged. And you don't have as many resourceful things. And you guys don't even have like a discount service. I don't think there's even a Target rewards. You know? Uh, but that would like you enter into one of these super stores. And they just 13 bucks to enter. It's like, I'm not even going to spend 13 bucks. And they're like... Do you need something or do you not? So you end up paying, I don't know, like it, it, it's like going to a bar and spending like seven bucks for a bottle of alcohol when you could have literally bought a six pack for literally the same amount. Or you're spending like 15 bucks on the amount of shots that 15 bucks would get you. And that doesn't even take one fortieth out of the bottle that you could have bought for that same fucking price. But hey, it's convenience. What are you gonna do? Not drink when you're out with your friends? What are you gonna do? Not going to Walmart getting groceries? What are you gonna do? I mean if you wanna see like some, you know, off the wall YouTube videos of people throwing fits in Walmart, just start charging like a, I guess it is like if you go to a club and there's like a cover charge. But that's different. Because you're already expecting to overpay. You're already expecting, like, this is a luxury. Like, going out on going out on the town or going to a strip club, going to a nightclub. Like, there's a cover charge, especially if you look like me. Alright? It just is what it is. Alright? It And guess what? Life's not always equal, but it's fair. When you're pretty, you get plenty of pregnancies. Um, <laughs> but look, it just is what it is, right? But that's a luxury. You could just feel like, I know this is still dumb, but this is like kind of a private business. It's contributing. And like when, when you go out to do certain things that are luxury and you know, just extra stuff, you're okay with paying more because you just, like, understand, like, hey, man, like, you, you can't go out on a budget, not realistically, I'm not saying you gotta buy, like, those spade champagne bottles that are, like, $8,000, but you, you can't be, like, hmm, we're gonna get the $120 bottle, not the 150 because your boy is on a budget. It's like if you're on that type of budget, you probably shouldn't be going out anyways. Um but you know, it's just like I'm going to Walmart to get some diapers for my kids. Like, well diapers ain't cheap. It's like, well not now because I'm paying actually thirteen bucks to spend eighteen bucks for overpriced huggies. It's a it's like, and then what it's going to do, and it's like, that would actually be a smart business move for all the wrong reasons. Because if you spend 13 bucks again to somewhere, you got to be like, well, I got to capitalize while I'm here. Then you're going to start having people having mega trips where they spend like 400 bucks on groceries just to get it all, get a month and a half of shopping out in one sitting. Just so you pay that one 13 buck charge and never have to come back. And it's a good business because you're making people spend more money. So, it's a win-win for them, and maybe it teaches you to be more resourceful. Or maybe we're just all being bent over and fucked in the ass, as the great philosopher would say. Anonymous. Just bend it over, because that's what they're doing. Alright, that is episode 107 of the Off and Beat podcast. Um, I hope the number one lesson you take from today's episode is... Stop blocking handicap ramps because you're a lazy fuck and inconsiderate with your hazard lights on. Like, honestly. Like, if you're going to go in, take it out, fine. Don't 
park in front with the hazard lights at a small establishment where it's like kind of like in a strip mall section where there's other places too that are running a business and you're blocking handicap because you want to go in and sit down and eat like fuck you white fucking trash and i say that because you know what Honestly, they fit the stereotype of white trash, and that is okay. And I and it, the I feel like white trash because I didn't piece it together till I was halfway to my car, and I I literally stopped in like the middle of the road for a second. Luckily, no one's going. I turned around, looked at the car, came to realization the car's not even on, and I started putting pieces. I'm like, these fucking sacks of shit. But yeah, all right, guys. Enjoy your day whenever this is posted. Uh, and have a great whatever today is. Oh, Jesus. Like, seriously. The fucking audacity on these bitches these days. I just don't get it. Like, what's your problem? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can I feel you holding me tight?